When you use something that has great design, that's designed very well, has good experience, you don't notice that it has great user experience, right? Something that I'm trying to help people understand is like, at these hackathons and stuff, uh, they tend to be very coding um, heavy. We need all types of people to be able to, for Bitcoin to take over, right? We need, you know, we need people for marketing, design. Let's get more people in the space. We don't need to reallocate anything, right? We just need more people. The idea of having a privacy, like a wallet that's specifically doing privacy stuff and one that doesn't, I don't like that, right? Um, like all wallets should be privacy wallets or like take that into consideration. You don't want to end up in a situation where you get your salary um, and then you go out uh, to a club or something in the middle of the night, you pay the taxi and now the taxi um, drops you home and they see that you have like this huge UTXO that you, um, uh, 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 that you control, right? Johns Bahari is a Bitcoin designer building a platform for lightning builders called Bolt.Fun. In our discussion, we explored the importance of design in the Bitcoin industry. We discussed the state of builders in the Bitcoin and Lightning ecosystem today. And we even talked about Legends of Lightning, the tournament being hosted by Bolt.Fun to accelerate Bitcoin adoption globally. I've also added Johns to today's show splits. So if you enjoy this episode and if you learn something new, the best way to let me know is by sending in sats over the Lightning Network. You can use any podcasting 2.0 app, but my favorite to use is Fountain. Quick shout out, today's show is sponsored by Voltage. Voltage is the industry standard and next generation provider of Lightning Network infrastructure. Today's show is also sponsored by Stackwork. Stackwork is a Lightning powered transcription tool that takes the best of AIs and humans to generate better faster and less expensive transcripts. We'll have more from Voltage and Stackwork later in the show. Johns, welcome to the show today. I am thrilled to discuss all that you're doing in the Bitcoin design community and the work you're doing at Bolt.Fun. But before we get into it, let's, uh, let's rewind and give listeners a bit of perspective on how you got into Bitcoin and how you discovered the Lightning Network. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, well, uh, getting, getting into Bitcoin, that's a, that's a story of pain <laughs> and, um, uh, especially in the payments realm. So I'm from a island in the Caribbean called St. Lucia and, um, uh, there's 200,000 people there, right? So, uh, we don't really get, uh, a, a lot of access to some of these cool fintech tools, you know, whether it's Cash App, Venmo, PayPal and stuff like that. We didn't have PayPal, but... They do these um, weird things at the time where you would uh, be able to, like, you would get paid from a client or something because I, I was running a web design agency. And they would hold the money for, like, 21 days, right? And, um, and then you could only transfer, like, 500 at a time. That doesn't exist anymore. You can't do that <laughs> that even. Um, so it's just, like, you could just use it to spend, not to receive. And there's one guy, um, Gabriel Abed, um, he... He, um, he said it in a pretty interesting way. He's like, we could build, you know, international class products in the Caribbean, like SaaS products or whatever, but we can't get paid for them internationally. And um, yeah, so there's a lot of pain in the payment realm. Um, and uh, I think it was around 2013 when I 
um, you know, finally decided like, hey, you know, this is something that could probably solve these problems. A bank that never goes offline that can, you could send um, uh, uh, funds on the weekends and stuff like that. We could receive um, uh, uh, funds from clients. Um, so I started to like redesign people's websites, um, just like you know, randomly unsolicited. But uh, I didn't really get a lot of bites, not a lot of interest. I wasn't connected up in like you know. Um, in the industry, and it was very small back then um, as well. So it took a few years. Um, uh, you know, I kind of like got distracted with other things, uh, uh, my agency. And um, I think, you know, around 2017 or so, there was a lot of hype building back up again, right? So mm-hmm. um, so I'm like, Okay, let's uh let's see what's going on. And at this point, there's like a whole bunch of the, like these token projects and this and that. The space was like really different from what I remembered it, right? So I took some time to try to figure out like, okay, what's happening right now? Um, what's going on? And um, uh, uh, spent like a year or so going to conferences, researching and stuff like that. And turns out that like. <laughs> pretty much all those token projects or whatever, it's all BS and they're trying to just like, you know, get some bag. I created this thing called like the Dogecoin test. So like I remember um, South by Southwest, I was there 2017 or 18, I can't remember. Um, yeah, again, trying to like learn like what's like, like how the space has developed. And um, I'm like, okay, well, like Dogecoin at the time, like before Elon Musk, it was like this cool community kind of thing. like you know, uh, 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 behind it. Now it's like, yeah, people speculating a little too hard. But mm. um, uh, people are like, oh, yeah, I want to do this token. But uh, uh, I'm like, why? Why do you need it? It's like, oh, for utility of that. Why don't you use Dogecoin? <laughs> right? And then, because at the time it was like fast and cheap, right? And, right. And um, uh, they're like, well, you know what? Well, we really want to like, get paid essentially you know we went like like we want to raise money and this is how we're kind of doing it and all the utility stuff that they were like faffing on about it's like just nonsense right um yeah so, and then i got into like okay i'm like okay this is like bullshit um now like i was looking at problems with like scalability um uh and stuff I, like like i went really deep in um into that topic and i'm realizing like okay blockchains don't scale um found out about the lightning network and I'm like, all right, Bitcoin, <laughs> like this is this is where it's at. And um, yeah, a couple years uh, a couple years ago, um, uh, I reached out to Steve Lee. They were looking for some. Um, he posted something about uh, mm, some redesign of uh, uh, Bitcoin Core GUI or like what kind of UX improvements. And I sent him some stuff. I had a meeting with him. They were trying to recruit for like Square Crypto. It was called at the time, uh, Spiral. Um, a designer. Uh, so I did an interview with him and he said that they had spoken to about like, like 50 or so designers. Right. And um, yeah. So uh, what they were trying to do is to improve the user experience of Bitcoin, get some more designers into the space because for mass adoption, we need good UX, right? People need to be able to use these things anyway. So um, uh, he's like, okay, well, interviewed a bunch of like really cool people. It seems that one designer kind of solve all the problems of Bitcoin, open source, and the UX uh, uh, things uh, relating to that. So uh, he's like, 
let's start a community. So I was uh, one of the first um, a, a, a set of people in there. And we're like, okay, the community needs a project. Uh, and then that goes into the, like the Bitcoin design guide. I got a grant um, to do research on payments and privacy. And um, specifically, um, I was trying to figure out how to make um, a consistent UX with, between on and off chain, um, but not compromise on like um, the principles of uh, what are the philosophies of what Bitcoin is and kind of like being a bit more true to to those principles while giving a more familiar interface right to mm. to folks so it's like you don't have to abstract everything away from people but introduce like the unique concepts of bitcoin in a kind of familiar way to them so yeah. mm. that's really interesting so i want to i want to step back to your your first introduction of bitcoin when you when you mentioned the pain that you had seen in payments in saint lucia is this so when you first learned about Bitcoin, you were thinking of it already in, in the sense of a, a payments network. Is that right? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get the whole, you know, store of value thing because like for me, uh, I didn't have much value to store, uh, but right. I needed to be able to receive, <laughs> receive money. Um, so, yeah. The, yeah. So like um, I remember um, like buying one Bitcoin, I had to like, Western Union, one guy um, from local Bitcoins of like really nervous. And yeah. Um, and yeah, I was just like spending it on domain, renewing my $9 domain name. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's really fascinating. So, and then you, you transitioned to working on design work and, you know, in, in the Bitcoin ecosystem, and you meet up with Steve Lee and you start discussing about how to, how to improve design in the Bitcoin ecosystem. Was, was the design work also targeted towards the medium of exchange use case, the payments, or was it also about the store of value when you were first having these discussions? Um, you know, there's a lot of different angles um, uh, uh, that the design, uh, the Bitcoin design community and stuff has, has to tackle, right? Um, one, one side is like, you know, um, uh, the, the user experience around like handling private keys. Right. So that that you could say is like very um, uh, 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 attached to the store of value use case. Right. Um, but um, like, I don't think it's it's just one one track. There's like all these different components that need attention, whether it's the um, uh, the backing up of keys, um, the memorization, memorization of keys. Uh, There's a very interesting project uh, by this guy called Thor. Um, where he was using like sound and dance and stuff like that to um, help people in different cultures like utilize or uh, 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 memorize their their private keys and stuff like alternative ways than like twelve words and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's like it's really multifaceted that we have to um, you know look at this. And uh, the great thing about the Bitcoin design community is like now there's finally like a. Um, a collection of people who care about this topic of, you know, improved user experience. Um, they have a place to gather, they have a place to discuss and whatever aspect, whether it's payments, whether it's privacy, whether it's the what subscriptions, whatever else it is, they can tackle their own things. And we're all kind of like, um, you know, uh, 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 contributing to the larger goal of, um, you know, increasing mass adoption through better UX. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I like I wouldn't say it was like um, a specific um, area per se. Right. Now, when you think about design um, across the board, I haven't had many designers on on this podcast yet, but I really want to dive into the importance of design. Um, can you can you speak to that to to people who are skeptical of you know the importance of design? I think there's there tends to be sometimes in especially in tech there's a uh, uh, people are very um, interested in programmers and engineers and that they look at these you know hard and difficult tasks and they say we need more of them and they kind of sh- you know push to the side some of the design some of the refinements some of the marketing some of the you know, they may call them like softer disciplines or whatever, you know, different, different aspects that incorporate a product or an app, but don't necessarily involve, you know, the, the programming and the engineering that, that some of the front end and back end development does. Um, how do you make, how do you make the case for design? Can you, you know, reach out to those people on the show and say, you know, here's why design is important. Um, I think, uh, you know, when you use something that has great design, that's designed very well, has good experience, you don't notice that it has great user experience, right? Um, so um, I think one example of like why it's important um, uh, or the impact of design, um, there was a, I, I don't know if it was this year or last year, the past t- two years have just been like really condensed now, right? But um uh, what's that? Robinhood. Yeah, they had um, they had a little design problem. Uh, I heard about um uh, some time ago, where uh some young kid kid was trading, and uh because of um the way some balance was shown, um they were using some leverage trading stuff because of how the um, balance was shown, they thought that they had to pay back like half a million dollars or something, um uh, that they lost. And that person ended up, uh, you know, um, uh, taking their life. And uh, yeah. that's super unfortunate. Um, and that is an area that, like, this is um, an easy example of, like, you know, the kind of, str- especially when you're dealing with money, right? Um, you know, that's, that's a great example of, like, the responsibility that we have to our users and stuff, you know? Um, yeah. in educating and making things be very clear for them. Um, yeah, and I think, like, like I saw that and I'm like, wow, you know, as a designer in the field, now this is the, um, uh, 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 from, from, from bad work, from not paying attention to some of these details, this is like a reality of what can happen. So I know it's a bit uh, solemn, um, uh, example, but I think it uh, um, it shows it off quite well. The importance of design. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Uh, so this user didn't even have to pay this half million dollars, yeah. but it just showed as a as a flaw in the app. Yeah, or you know oh, wow. their their perception of it or whatever you know. But right, they just so, didn't understand the the rules exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Huh. Exactly. So um, so let's let's go into the Bitcoin design guide. Right, because this is one of the big projects that this design community has been working on. Um, it's one of the ones that I think a lot of people on Twitter are familiar with. It's it's gotten quite a bit of attention. Uh, can you talk to me about what it is and what it, what it's set out to accomplish, specifically the design guide? Yeah. Um, well, okay. So in the space back in 2020, when the um, uh, the community kicked off. Um, 
again, there wasn't like a gathering place for designers. So everyone's kind of like working in their own silos, right? And what happens when people work in silos and don't share information, and, right? You a bunch of, exactly, exactly. So what we're like um, trying to do is say like, hey, we're just looking at the patterns that are already existing. We're trying to make some improvements on them as well. Um, uh, uh, as a community, uh, there's not one person um, that's doing all this. It's a, it's a community effort. Um, and it's always evolving, right? Um, so yeah, so the guide is basically a collection of some of these patterns. But then, you know, you could show off these patterns and whatnot, but you, it's also important to understand some of the underlying things. And, you know, I got to pull you up on this. You know, you said like uh, softer skills, softer skills, <laughs> and, you know, design being softer skills. No, it's, um, it can be quite technical, you yeah. know? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it can be quite technical. So, and um, I think one of the things that I try to push for within the Bitcoin design community is for designers to kind of like under, understand some of these underlying um, components that make up, uh, you know, um, a wallet or whatever uh, user experience um, so that they can then create new patterns themselves, right? And um, uh, because it's, it's, a, it's a small group of... Um, uh, 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 core contributors, but we need to like get more and more people on um, uh, 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 contributing to the guide, um, uh, uh, coming up with patterns. Uh, we need to get more people in general coming into the space, right? So the guide um, also helps with that. So you could be a designer already looking for a pattern in the Bitcoin space, or you could be one who is like trying to get started into the space and the guide kind of like um, facilitates both of those um, uh, uh, routes. Yeah. Right. And then so for, for companies also in the space, is this something that they're going to be referencing as well and saying, you know, here's how our app should be built because here's this open source collection of design ideas and, and principles that, that the rest of the community has kind of adopted? You think that it's going to cause other, other companies in the space to modify their designs uh, in return? Well, I hope so. And um, I hope it's a continuous feedback loop, right? Because um, it needs to, like, like Bitcoin's ever-evolving, right? We need mm -hmm. um, those companies to then feed back into the guide to help improve it and to share the knowledge and, um, and stuff. You know, now we have this whole tarot thing that's going to be interesting for um, design explorations as well. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, there, are, there are several projects that are starting new or um, uh, I can't name them off the top of my head, but um, yeah, uh, uh, there are um, projects which are existing as well that the designers in those um, uh, uh, companies, they, they for sure, they're part of the community and they reference the designs and stuff like that. One thing I'm like really trying, I've been on a campaign for um, is contact-based um, UI, but, um, you know, uh, it ties into like some UTXO coin selection kind of things as well. And then it's able to kind of like help you get more like um like analytics on like your local wallet about like your spending behaviors and stuff so then you could say like hey let's open a channel with this person because i interact with them quite often you know so um, contact based how would how would that work <laughs> so there's like it's become kind of like a meme because i've been talking about it for so long <laughs> but, <laughs> within the bitcoin design community but yeah it's a contact is basically a label right Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's it. And you're just reusing the label. But you, again, you present it in a way that's familiar with someone, right? To someone, which is a contact, right? 
Mm. Um, uh, so, so, so like by doing it that way, then you get to, um, then you get like all these like added benefits of like, okay, these are the coins that I receive from someone. I, there's no privacy implications if I send it back to them, you know, I'm not I losing, see. I might be consolidating some stuff, uh, if I send it back, but I'm also not like, um, revealing anything new to them. But then you say like, um, uh, you can start giving the user kind of like, um, uh, uh, prompts of saying like, Hey, you don't have enough UTXOs, um, uh, that this person, um, uh, knows about. So whose privacy do you want to kind of like reveal like, which, like, like out of which group, out of which person, which entity that you've transacted with, do you want to, um, uh, 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 uh use the UTXOs for, and now there's going to become a link. Right. So right. again, that's just an example of like, you know, um, uh, still staying true to the principles of Bitcoin and like how it works and, and stuff like that, not abstracting it completely and doing automatic coin selection where nobody, um, you know, has control of their privacy, you know, mm-hmm. privacy is choice, right? So, you know, if you take, take, take away that choice from someone, then you're like, uh, you have none, right? Right. Now, when, when you're thinking about, you know, design improvements and, you know, different ways for interacting with payments. Uh, we have two different sets of constraints in Bitcoin right now. We have Bitcoin and we have Lightning, and they have different they have different mechanisms for sending payments and different like. Uh, there's just a different flow that the user has to go through. What what is your um, when you focus your effort on better design? Or is it mostly designed for uh, Lightning invoices? Is it Bitcoin payments? What what does that mix look like today? What are the differences that uh, you see with um? Sorry for bringing it back to you, but what what are the differences you see with the um, uh, whether it's payment flows uh, uh between Lightning and and OnChain? Well, I think the first one is just that in order to get on Lightning, you you can't use you know in some in some wallets you can't you can't send a Bitcoin base chain transaction, right? Like if you're if you're trying to you know send a tip to this podcast, if you're trying to you know do value for value, and you have Bitcoin on chain, um, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have poor experience trying to do that. Hmm. Okay, but like um like there's applications like Moon, for example, or um, others which implement like uh, submarine swaps and stuff. Um, right. There uh, are a few, and and you know like things like Wallet of Satoshi, you can deposit on chain and uh, have it sent out over Lightning. Mm-hmm. But then you also have the idea of Lightning invoices, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just and, and channels where like you have to have the inbound capacity, um, like there's that, that's just like a different uh, mm. thing that people have to consider when like a merchant on chain does not have that same consideration that a merchant mm. on Lightning does. Okay, I see the um, the angle. I think on a higher level, um, the payment flows are pretty much the same though. Um, I mm. um, there's there, there's invoices and address um, addresses, and I typically call them like. Um, uh, yeah. there's another project that uh, part of that research was um, trying to come up with like a pattern language for Bitcoin. And um, one of them, um, it's this reference of an architecture book, like a, um, I've heard of it. A, a, yeah, a pattern language. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, um, uh, 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 so I was kind of like, you know, starting to come up with like some words and stuff that like a normal person could, you know, um, uh, 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 identify. Um, so instead of invoices and addresses, like um, I call them like uh, payment requests. Right. Um, right. And um, ultimately, they're, they're 
they have the same function, which is like uh, you use them once, right? You generate it and it has the payment destination. Um, and uh, sometimes it can have like the amount or other metadata um, encapsulated in a BIP21, mm. right? Same thing. Yeah. So, um, but you're right. Um, on the level of, um, you know, uh, more granular interaction um, in terms of like booting up, um, yeah, bootstrapping. Yeah, there are some differences there. I think, um, yeah, liquidity, there's a lot of efforts being put into like the liquidity management um, side of things. Uh, again, that's a, that's a part of UX that we just need to like um, uh, 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 try to like try to focus on, right? And there are some people who are doing it within the community, but you know, we need more and more people to, 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 to help push those kind of like um, uh, design research and stuff forward. There's, um, there's a project, uh, I think LNDG, um, I can't remember. I came across it um, recently um, that they're trying to create like an interface for this uh, uh, channel management stuff. Um, but uh, I think, that, yes, there are gaps in which um, these differences haven't yet been bridged as yet. Um, but I think it's better to look at them or try to look at them um, as the same thing on chain and lightning, right? Mm. Instead of like two separate things, right? Got it. Um, you know, like, um, like wallets like Moon, um, I, I use it quite often and has, um, it has a pretty, um, pretty nice UX is a very solid kind of like application breeze as well. You know, um, besides the, um, the syncing part with, uh, breeze, which is also kind of interesting because that's like a full node going on on your, on your, yeah. um, uh, 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 device, right. Which I think is like freaking amazing, but you know, like something like moon, it says like, Hey, there's lightning and Bitcoin there. There's an initiative within the design community to have like this unified, um, QR codes. They're a bit more dense, right? Yeah. But that's a that like that's one of those things in which we can kind of like bridge the two um, together because explaining to someone lightning and on chain and stuff like that it is kind of difficult, right? It's like is lightning Bitcoin like what's going on there that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So 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 another way like I like to talk about it is um, uh, uh, I say. Um, uh, instead of saying lightning network, which is like a very technical thing, I, th I tend to say, um, uh, uh, was it um, uh, lightning fast Bitcoin payments or Bitcoin lightning payments or something like this, right? Okay. It's more like the use case instead. Um, so it's like, it's the fast way to transact Bitcoin instead of talking about the technology part. But yeah, um, ultimately, I think we need to kind of like try to bridge those things together and look at it as a whole um, as an experience because... Um, until, you know, like on-chain gets uh, 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 priced out and stuff uh, or whatever, um, like, like transacting um, as much um, uh, uh, on-chain, um, we're going to, like people are going to be interfacing on-chain, right? To create channels, whatever, whether it's having a background or whatever. So I think we just need to, yeah, spend some time to, to figure out how we can kind of like make sure that it's a unified experience. Right. And yeah, you know, we're still in that kind of awkward stage where lightning payments and Bitcoin payments for some users, they almost don't, it, it doesn't matter. Like they can use, it's okay if they wait 10 minutes, it's okay if it's a dollar of fees, you know, in this stage, it, it seems to be 
a bit of a harder sell right now to say, here's why you need Lightning to use for this set of payments. But I think over time, yeah, it, eventually, you know, you price out on chain or you just recognize the speed is important for all these different apps that you want to use. Uh, and Lightning becomes the the tool that people use to make payments. Uh, but I mean, there's still, I get, I get uh, you know, DMs all the time on Twitter that are like, uh, you know, I, I heard about Lightning. I, you know, I'm enjoying your stuff. How do I buy Lightning? Like, <laughs> what's the token? And it's yeah. like, there's just still a bit of a, a gap there in, in framing those two, you know, uh, topics, Bitcoin and Lightning. And people just intuitively think these are two things. They each have a token. What's the Lightning token I want to buy it, right? Exactly. Um, and so, uh, you know, this this leads into the the unified QR code idea that that you brought up. I think I saw this at Bitcoin 2022 with, uh, I think it was Cash App presenting that they were planning to integrate that. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's really BIP21. Um, yeah. Like, it's literally things that have been existing, you know, forever. Um, How long ago was that introduced? Bolt 12. <laughs> um, sorry, Bolt 11, you know. Um, and Bolt, like, so um, BIP21, um, you can add any other parameters to it, right? And then in Bolt 11, uh, it says, like, hey, you can also add this lightning parameter equal invoice, right, um, mm. in BIP21, right? So you could use lightning colon and then the invoice, right, for the URI, or you can mm. use BIP21, Bitcoin colon. I prefer using Bitcoin colon, right? Um, mm. uh, but, um, you know, because, like, uh, when you click on something, then it opens up an app. It should be the Bitcoin app, you know? And it's just in terms of, like, name, like, like naming, you know, having this separation is so difficult to explain Lightning. Even, um, even as good as I think Moon is, um, you know, when you um, get people to download it and then they're looking at it, they're like, uh, so I want to receive, but there's Bitcoin and Lightning. What's gonna, what is this? Yeah. You know, and then you have to go through a whole thing. Um, ideally, you're spending the time instead talking about Bitcoin, you know, right? right. And the value of it and what you, you can do. And then, you know, when these interfaces start to become a little bit more intelligent and stuff, like, for example, through the context thing that I'm explaining, then you can say, like, hey, this is how you upgrade to this. This is, you know, and, like, features, like, the wallet starts becoming a bit more dynamic and informative and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, like, uh, uh, yeah, you get your first payment on-chain, but then, like, hey, this, like, uh, 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 do you want to be able to have cheaper transactions for this? And then they're learning as part of the usage of it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I got one more design question for you, and then I want to get into Bolt.Fun and sure. the Legends of Lightning tournament. Um, if, if you could get, you know, the, the builders of Bitcoin apps and the, the Bitcoin ecosystem in one room and, uh, you know, have a discussion about what to prioritize and what, what everyone needs to come together to kind of like work together on and improve, what are some of those high priority items that you think the design community should really be, you know, really be working on today? That's a really good question. Um, let's see. High priority items. Uh, I do have my agenda with contacts, first of all. <laughs> but um, let's see. Um, I think one of those things would be, um, 
you know, there's different, there's different stakeholders, different projects in the space that can do more work together. I think Spiral Wallet, I haven't um, uh, used it uh, very much, but um, uh, they implemented some coin join stuff, I believe, right? Who did? Um, uh, uh, Spiral. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they implemented some coin join stuff. And whatever your take is on coin join or whatever, but... Um, I think I think what I would I don't like the idea of having a privacy wallet for one, right? Um, and I think you know uh, they are like especially wallets which still transact um, on chain. Um, I think they are um, we're not doing a very good job at like informing people what uh, how their privacy could be eroded and those mm. kind of things. So um, I would I would like us to tackle that privacy aspect of things and. You know, again, you know, you don't want to end up in a situation where you get your salary um, and then you go out uh, to a club or something in the middle of the night. You pay the taxi and now the taxi um, drops you home and they see that you have like this huge UTXO that you um, uh, 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 that you control. Right. Um, right. Like <laughs> people are going to start like when, when more people start getting into Bitcoin, they are going to start getting a bit more sophisticated and understand these kind of things. Right. Um, so I think it's important for us to, to pay attention to that, um, with regards to, you know, mass adoption, because it would be a bit of a disservice to people, um, if we, if we don't, and having the, um, the idea of having a privacy, like a wallet that's specifically doing privacy stuff and one that doesn't, I don't like that, right? Mm. Um, like all wallets should be privacy wallets or like take that into consideration. So I think, um. Yeah, I think uh, uh, that's probably something that I would um, pay a lot of attention to. Um, yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's something, you know, I, I also, I, I feel like it's a bit of a black box for me. Like I'm still uh, not super sophisticated when it comes to privacy in, in all aspects. Like you, you realize, you learn about Bitcoin privacy and then you realize there's, there's privacy in the, in the traditional web and you, you have a lot of considerations there that just get abstracted away and so it's it's a very deep rabbit hole of like controlling your privacy. So I, I agree. I think I think better tools to illuminate that for people would be helpful. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Voltage. Voltage is the industry standard for Lightning Network infrastructure. Creating layer two applications and services on top of Bitcoin starts with Voltage, where you can spin up nodes, get access to liquidity, optimize your node, and much more. Voltage is leading the way as the next generation provider of Lightning Network infrastructure. And if you want to get a free trial and start using Voltage today, you can do so at voltage.cloud. Okay, let's get into BoltFun. Bolt.fun, uh, this is a platform for Lightning builders. Can you explain the, the vision behind it and how it came to be? Sure. Yeah, so um, uh, within the Bitcoin design community, we have this concept that has kind of formed, which is uh, like sub-communities, right? And um, so, for example, um, Albi, the Lightning Browser Extension, they became kind of like a sub-community within Bitcoin Design, right? Um, so they have like their own channel in Slack and many other projects have their own channels and stuff like that. And um, there are people who come into the ecosystem, um, like, sorry, um, come into the community who want to contribute to those projects on the design side. And, you know, it's kind of like, um, like a lot of the discussions and stuff happen there um, or just want to talk about it and, and whatnot. Um, so 
when I was writing up uh, uh, the chapter on um, payments and stuff like that in the Bitcoin Design Guide, um, I was just starting to like dump um, a lot of my research um, into um, uh, like this like GitHub um, thing, markdown files and, and stuff. Um, but then I started realizing like a lot of people are coming into the community and they're primarily, you know, the first project that they want to work on is a wallet. And I think we need a lot more wallets, definitely. We need, ton we need hundreds of thousands of wallets, right? Um, that cater to all different use cases, from a merchant to a pupusa seller to a Pokemon Go that Christoph Ono from the Bitcoin design community, he likes to um, talk about his Pokemon wallet. Or, you know, we just, we, we just need all different types, a podcast wallet, this, you know, all of these things, right? Um, but um, they are like small parts of a wallet that haven't been kind of addressed, like subscriptions, like, like which wallet do subscription payments or batch payments or... You know, all these like smaller patterns and stuff that could be quite useful, right? Um, so I'm like, uh, I wanted to kind of like um, uh, encourage innovation in these smaller things. And when I started looking into it, I'm like, there's, there's no small projects for people to start tackling, one. Um, or at least they don't have the ideas of the small projects. They think it's like they have to start off with the big wallet um, project because it's a huge undertaking designing a wallet, by the way. It's not like a weekend project. And um, uh, yeah, so like to encourage um, a bit more um, innovation on like smaller things. But then I realized also we need to get more people into the industry, right? We need to attract more people in the industry so then they could tackle those smaller things as well, right? Um mm -hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, I started dumping um, my my um, uh, my work there. Um, our vendor from Galois, he was also um, helping with some research at Pratt as well, and we were just like dumping all all of stuff there. Um, but it was like slightly more technical because I'm a bit more technically inclined, right? Um, like like co coding wise, right? Um, mm -hmm. So uh, for me, like my happy medium is like between design and development. So. The stuff that I was dumping that um, out there was kind of like in between that as well. So like for application developers, pretty much, right? Right. Um, so um, uh, I think uh, we had a concept of like, okay, how might we um, get uh, or like excite folks about like experimenting and stuff, and then we like we, we could do events, right? Hackathons and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. So we, we we started with Shock the Web. We did a couple of those. Um, we like reference the guide, say like, hey, you know, you could read about um, you know the Lightning Network and Bitcoin there. Um, you could go to the Bitcoin Design Guide to focus more on the UI side of things, etc. And in Shock the Web, we also focused on like helping people build web apps on Lightning um, because the majority of programmers in the world are web web developers, right? That's mm -hmm. how Ethereum and stuff like that took off their development community. So I'm like, there's a huge market there for people um, who have these uh, web development skills. We can, um, even, even designers, they have, they might know some HTML or something like that. They use WordPress or whatever. So I'm like, okay, let's, um, let's try to like tackle this and like figure out how to put on events. And then we realized it's like, okay, we wrote this guide, but we realized we, there's so many other things that we need to write and we can't do it alone. 
So we're like, okay, let's build a blogging platform, right, for Bitcoin builders and makers and stuff like that, so that they could share their tutorials and stories and process and progress and stuff like that. So we try to encourage something called building in public and learning in public. And this is really important because even now, when you search on some topics about Bitcoin, you're finding like Bitcoin talk or Reddit kind of like mm-hmm. thing, right? Forums, right? And, um, but a lot of the chatter, um, like really cool chatter for, for builders and stuff, even for design is happening inside of Slack, which is kind of ephemeral because the messages just get disappeared, right? It's also not structured and stuff. It's happening in Telegram. Those just disappear. Right. You know, so we're like, we need this content to be searchable because when people are coming into the space saying, hey, I want to be a blockchain developer or a blockchain designer, right? Because that's what they're thinking, right? Right. Right. They know Bitcoin, but it's like Bitcoin's slow and you can't really do it. It's not uh, flexible and blah, blah, blah. Right. So um, we need to have content that could capture them because, you know, you search um, uh, anywhere else uh, for like, you know, building a music app or a podcast app for, you know, whatever, uh, like, like other network or whatever. It, like you could find tons of them, right? But for Bitcoin, I think there's like one um, tutorial that I, um, I saw for like a music app, you know? Mm. But like, what about the different languages and stuff like that that people want or different types of music or whatever? So, right. so, that's, where the, um, so that's how the platform started to build up more features. And then we wanted to also experiment with some of the tech. So the comments, for example, we're using Noster, right? Because we're like, okay, people coming into the space, we one, they need to be able to find the content, but we should also try to like help them learn about all the different tools and stuff that are in the space. And why not just make it very practical where they're using the platform and they're learning about those tools and like they're learning about Noster there, they're learning about LNURL auth because that's the only authentication that we use. You know? Yeah, by signing um, in. Exactly, exactly. So they're like, ah, okay, wow, you can do these things with Bitcoin and it's cool and it's fun. Yeah. Are there any parallels that you have in mind for for this Bolt.Fun platform? Like when you look at the Web2 world, I think of, I look at Bolt.Fun and I see a little bit of Medium, a little bit of Product Hunt, a little bit of Indie Hackers. Like what, what are the parallels that you see and like where, where is this headed? What, what do you want this project to become? I think the way it's headed, um, it's looking something like an incubator accelerator kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because like, um, yeah, one, we try to help people learn about the tech, um, refine their ideas. We're, because we did hackathons before and they were kind of like, you know, I think the longest one of the week and then four days, those projects just end up dying out, right? Which is really sad because like we see some cool stuff getting built and then like the attention is only during the hackathon. And, mm. you know, and also the kind of people who are um, in the, um, who, who, who end up doing well at these hackathons are people who are in the space already. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's not a good thing. Um, so, um, so yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's looking something like an accelerator, but, um, 
you know, uh, uh, just trying to help those projects that come out be sustainable. We um, so big shout out to Fulger Ventures um, for supporting. Um, they're the one who's putting up the majority of uh, prizes on there. It's crazy amount of prizes that we have in for this um for this event. <laughs> Insane, actually. <laughs> yeah. Let's jump into that. Actually, the, this is the Legends of Lightning event. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's kind of insane. Um, yeah, so the new format of these events is moving away from the hackathons, right? Um, which are kind of like these things where people just disappear, the teams don't stay formed and stuff like that. Um, we're like, okay, um, let's stretch it out nine weeks. Let's allow people to learn, you know, have design, have mentorship and stuff like that have resources that they can um, lean on, um, have the opportunity to ask questions, share their stories, et cetera, share their ideas, recruit, all right? Um, so we, like when you register for Legends of Lightning, you see um, like you, you, you register and then there's like a whole directory of other people and you can like reach out to them on Twitter or Discord to be able to form teams and stuff with them. Um, and that's also solving a problem that we had in our hackathons where, you know, the people who, had teams where people who already knew what they wanted, what was possible to do, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So Fulger, uh, uh, like approached us, um, Oleg, he's like, Hey, there's a bunch of events that's happening, um, uh, this fall. Um, how can we kind of like, uh, connect them together? Mm. So I'm like, we're like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, so the hope then is to turn this into now an accelerator and you can keep doing these cohorts every, every few months, you can add a new cohort and, and bring in new lightning builders to the space. Is that the idea? Well, we'll see. We'll see about that. It's, um, it's the first time we're doing this format. We're going to see how that, uh, kind of uh, works out, but ideally, um, we, we are having this event, uh, every quarter of next year. Um, that's the goal. Um, uh, we don't get paid really for it. <laughs> um, so we're going to have to figure out like a um, sustainable model and, and stuff. Um, it's been self-funded so far. But um, but yeah, we're hoping that uh, at least from the projects that are coming out of it, then they can either go towards like, um, like uh, uh, they could do like office hours with Fulger or Hivemind or um, uh, Lightning Ventures and stuff, right? To be able to possibly get funding because we need these projects to a time and effort and resources has been put into them already. So why not get them to continue and actually fulfill, you know, like, like, like have bigger impact. The other part is like, maybe it's an open source project. Maybe it's a public good. Maybe it's not looking for those kind of funding. So we, um, we have, uh, we're going to have some presentations and stuff from geyser geyser.fund, which actually they launched, um, they built geyser grants at our first hackathon. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of wild. Uh, but yeah, so, um, not geyser fund geyser fund, um, uh, exists already, but the grants portion of it, they, um, yeah. the hackathon and, um, yeah, so like if you're a project or a team that's working on some open source or public good, then we can also connect you with um, with uh, or, or Geyser or OpenSats um, to you know explain the process and uh, perhaps even help you um, uh, 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 create a campaign or something that you could uh, do crowdfunding. Right. 
So now you've you've got a number of teams building, and I believe the the Legends of Lightning tournament started a couple of days ago. Uh, we're we're now recording on the seventeenth. I think it started on the twelfth or the thirteenth. Um, have you seen? Do you have any visibility into like what projects people are trying to build so far? Has anyone come out with anything interesting? Any surprises or any any new lightning use cases that you've seen today? Um, I read one today. Um, I um, I'm still trying to like uh, 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 parse through it or whatever. It was a a contracts application or lightning contracts app. <laughs> um, uh, so they want to kind of like uh, uh, I guess uh, from my understanding of it. Uh, if you um, have a contract, you like, let's say for a web design project that has like certain deliverables and stuff, then they're going to do something um, to like have those payments staggered and, and stuff, like do an interface and, uh, on top of that. There's um, uh, storage for SATs. Uh, this is kind of interesting to be able to upload images and stuff and pay SATs <laughs> for it, um, storing, storing files. There's one called Agreement. And... Um, so another really cool thing, so I'm in um, Bulgaria now, right, Sofia? And um, uh, I, uh, uh, someone from the Boltfront community reached out to me and said, hey, I noticed that you're in Bulgaria. Um, is it possible that we can meet up? I'm like, cool, sure. And then he, like, telling me about his project and stuff like that. And it was like, you know, for me, it was, like, a really nice moment because, you know, I'm just, like, pushing pixels and, writing code and, you know, you know, doing meetings and stuff like that. So it's, a, it's, it's, it doesn't feel, it's digital. You know what I mean? It's digital. And yeah. that was like really special. I, I met someone else um, in Riga who said that, uh, you know, after the, um, uh, the hackathon, he worked on some LM bit stuff. Um, he kind of got like really motivated to, uh, so he, he won like second place. Um, he kind of got motivated to like come into the space and like work full time. Hmm, and that was cool. also, yeah, that was also like, oh wow, there's like, actually, it's not just talking heads, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, you know, there's people in meat space. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, so we're also having a bunch of other meat space events happening, for example, in Pleb Lab. Uh, yep. They have mentorship and stuff like that. They kicked off a couple of weekends ago um, with Pleb Weekend. Um, uh, I think they're going to be giving some discounts or some um, space available there. There's Pleb TLV in Israel. Um, there's, a, yeah, there's like a bunch of, there's a, some stuff in Miami popping off as well. Um, hmm. So like, and people are kind of like doing their own legends of events as well. And I want to make it clear, um, we're not trying to, we're not trying to like centralize these events or anything like that. What we're trying to do is in this period of time, we're just trying to coordinate the community to have mm -hmm. high impact on innovation. That's it. Yeah. There's no agenda there. Um, uh, Fulgur's giving out the prize money. Uh, we also um, uh, 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 are working with the Afro Bitcoin conference. They were going to have a hackathon as well. We're like, why divide people's attention? Let's just be, put that as a track. So they put up 10, um, 10K for the, um, for the building for Africa track. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just a time for the community to come together to like innovate. And you also don't need to be like a technical person, right? So mm -hmm. something that I'm trying to help people understand is like at these hackathons and stuff, 
they tend to be very coding um, heavy and thing. But there's a bunch of, like most of these Bitcoin community initiatives, like Bitcoin Beach, um, Cassie, you know, the Bitcoin Mountain, um, uh, there's one Bitcoin Lake. Not all of them are like started with a technical person, you know? Mm. So the goal that we're trying to push is innovation and Bitcoin adoption globally or in Africa or wherever, right? As per the tracks. Right. And adoption can mean setting up a, 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 a like kickstarting a community, uh, a local community, a lo- local circular economy about Bitcoin, printing some flyers, talking to right. people. You know? Yeah, so you're looking for builders across the board, not just exactly. not just programmers. Exactly. Yeah, because we need all types of people to be able to for Bitcoin to take over, right? We need yeah, you know, we need people for marketing, design, um, you know, whatever else. You know. What's your sentiment on the this the health of the Bitcoin builder community? If we if we call this like global community of people building things, uh it, what what do we need more of? Where are the where are the new people coming from? Do we have enough new people? Uh, you know, are, are these developers that we're otherwise looking at different blockchains? Are they from Web two? I just want your your overall view on the health of the Bitcoin builder ecosystem. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I think we're in a transition phase now, especially with um you know, the Lightning Network, um, it's like, people are calling it the, the, that Cambrian explosion, right? A lot of people, like, like past couple of years, they're like, you know, things are really taking off and the speed of innovation is happening so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so where are they going to come from? They need to come from everywhere. And um, there's this concept of like, um, uh, something with Stephen Delorme, he, um, he, he, he told me, you know, you guys are trying to target the at-risk developers, you know, developers who are super interested in, or it could be developers, designers, whoever, right? But at-risk folks, makers, builders, who um, they want to work on something innovative, right? Um, they heard this new industry, blockchain, is kicking up. Um, they have this uh, perception that Bitcoin is, like, not going to offer them whatever. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they don't even know, right? But... But the marketing budget of Solana or um, or Ethereum or something like that, it's going to attract them, definitely. Oh, look, cool design, cool toys, tutorials, resources. Oh, let's go over there. Because it's easy. It's easy to get started on those uh, platforms, right? Right. So, um, one, we have to tackle um, target those people who are probably at risk of spending two, three years learning about these technologies, understanding like wrong principles, building on wrong foundations, right? Um, and then say like, yeah, they're going to come back to Bitcoin, right? Yeah, probably so. But now they have to like start for, as a junior again, you know? Right. Why, why do that? Let's just get them now. Um, and we need to make it like very interesting. Then we have... Um, so I think I'm, this is going to be, this is probably not going to be good for my image or whatever, but, you know, screw it. But 
I think I'm going to have to start going to like uh, Web3 and crypto conferences, <laughs> right? Um, to attract these developers? Yeah, exactly. Developers? Yeah, because, you know, when <laughs> like like when the network's down for Solano or this or that or validators, <laughs> it's hilarious. The validators getting restarted on Discord. It's like, what? Um, but, um, you know, say like, hey, you know what never goes down? <laughs> you know? Um, uh, 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 and I think there are people who are kind of like taking notice that things are happening in the Bitcoin, um, like exciting, fun things are happening in the Bitcoin um, space, especially on the application layer. And it's mm-hmm. starting to slowly come um, come through. But we need to capture as many people from all walks of life, all whatever, and, you know, show them Bitcoin. Um, and I think what's going to get really interesting as well is that with this whole tarot thing and RGB and tokens and stuff like that, I find it kind of funny that people are talking about like, you know, um, they call them assets. Right? I'm like, no, it's, it's a, you're doing tokens. Yeah. It's a token. yeah. <laughs> How are we going to deal with this as a community and keep the philosophy? Um, because shitcoins are coming, basically. Mm. Right? Yeah. And, so, and when you think about, is, is this a, you know, you, you see you, point to two different sides here one is like it could lead to more developers it could lead to more builders could lead to more excitement and the other side is it could lead to more shit coins uh what are your thoughts on the the pros and cons outweighing each other what 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 is this development of assets on bitcoin going to do to the the bitcoin builder community is it a net good or a net a net bad tokens on Bitcoin. Don't, don't twist it. We, ha- we have to face the reality like straight on. That is what's happening. And it's an inevitability, right? It, like I saw Nidig is, um, I found it quite interesting. So they started an accelerator and they specifically, they say Bitcoin, Lightning and Tarot. I'm like, oh, that's interesting that they're making such a focus on this, right? Mm. Um, so, uh, I mean, I know like it's a it's gonna be an easy sell saying like you you go to the web three um, folks and stuff. It's like, hey, Bitcoin has tokens now, <laughs> right? They're gonna come in, right. and don't get me wrong. There's like some super talented people um, who are like great designers, great developers, and stuff like that, um, built building really cool interfaces and products and stuff like this, um, just on wrong infrastructure. Listen, um, for me. I am a bit agnostic. I'm like, hey, um, the only interest I have is for Bitcoin to be that single chain, that single thing. And whatever you want to do, it's up to you, but just build it on Bitcoin. Right? Mm. Um, I can't, yeah, I'm not going to be the one who tries to censor or whatever. Um, I do have my own philosophies on like the kinds of things that I would like to see and stuff like that. But um, I mean, I can't, I can't control uh, what uh, people do or build, um, we, we as a community, we just have to be, um, you know, uh, help them understand some of the principles and philosophies that we, like those new people coming in and stuff, um, to understand the philosophies and the principles that we value so much in the space, um, so that hopefully, you know, it doesn't go that route in which uh, uh, you see people, a bunch of people getting wrecked. But um, what are some of the use cases you want to see? You mentioned you have your own philosophies and ideas. And what do you think is missing right now in the Bitcoin community? Well, I mean, like, 
uh, with regards to um, uh, that statement, it's more along the lines of like, I want to um, be able to like, like I primarily want to like just transact with Bitcoin and have that store of value kind of thing. I don't necessarily want all these tokens and stuff, but um, yeah, so that's what I kind of meant. Um, I don't want to have to have like a bunch of chick because I travel a lot. So I have like a right. bunch of different currencies. I don't want to have that again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm cool with Bitcoin only. Let's go. Um, but um, uh, the kind of stuff that I would like to see um, or like the things that are coming up. Um, let me actually pull this up. There's a, there's a few other uh, projects that I saw. Um, yeah, there's some um, uh, like, uh, oh, this was a cool one. Like uh, Ellen Cow. Do you know about it? I think you're, you're using Ellen it, Cow, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've used it before. Yeah, that's just a like a very obvious, like brilliant idea, I think. And um I just wanna see more stuff like that, you know? More like utilities. I wanna see like some stuff being built for like um local ecosystems and stuff like uh, you know, like something that's like very local that might only have like, you know, a few thousand people or whatever um using it, but it really solves a problem for them. You know, so I want people to start solving their problems, their local problems with Bitcoin, ultimately. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, that's the kind of things I, I want to see. Yeah, I, I think LNCAL is really cool. It's, uh, I, and I think this is one of those apps that could get a lot of adoption outside of the hardcore Bitcoin group. Um, is that, you know, because it's monetizing your time, it, it's like a different angle on monetizing your time than Vita is. Vita is mm -hmm. more messages and live streams and, and calls and things like that. Ellen Cal seems to be taking the approach of, um, you know, booking your time and having like time slots. So if you're a consultant and your hourly rate is hundred bucks an hour or 500 bucks an hour, whatever it is, a lawyer, uh, you know, if you run a hair salon, if you, whatever you do, if you have a time, you can now monetize that natively right in the, right in the app that people use to book their slot. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't need Google calendar and, the additional payment, you don't need to add in all these different layers. It's just one app, book and pay, settled instantly. Some pretty incredible stuff. I'm, uh, I'm definitely excited about that one. How, how about um, uh, uh, booking by the minute? Yeah, you can stream it. Right. And all of a sudden, like, <laughs> there's a lot of streaming use cases too that I think are right. relatively underexplored. Um, exactly. And... Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what, what people build there. Um, yep. Do you think that uh, Bitcoin builders are, you know, efficiently allocating their resources to the projects that matter today? Or is there, do you, do you see like a, a misallocation of resources anywhere in the ecosystem that you wish, you know, people would be, you could guide people towards building certain use cases over others? You mentioned Taro being one, but... Are there any other places where you think you, you wish, you know, you could kind of just like nudge people towards here's some interesting stuff that needs to be built and no one's doing it yet? I was thinking, well, you know, I, like I have mentioned a few of them, but, you know, I was thinking about that very question um, recently. Um, I saw there was some uh, maker, um, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they were working on some stuff. I'm like, it would be really cool if this person like created this kind of use case. I would love to see what they, they did, right? But they were actually working on something very technical that's probably gonna have like developer developers using it instead of like a, like a consumer um, use case, right? And I thought about it and I'm like, that's probably a better 
place for them to be anyway because they have this knowledge about like the hardcore technical parts of it um and their work is going to make it easier for other people mm-hmm. so i'm like okay so maybe how we should look at it again is more people in the space let's get more people in the space we don't need to reallocate anything right mm-hmm. we just need more people right you know, companies That's a good have, way of looking at it yeah company you know, like comp- companies are having a hard time hiring you know right so and, and you know maybe this is a good lead into the last topic i want to discuss which is grants and specifically like open source grants and you know i know you've been a recipient uh of grant with uh bitcoin design guide and with OKCoin. Okay um can you talk to me about the health of that ecosystem and and how we get companies to you know fund these grants and, and get people excited about building open source software yeah, big shout out to um, Connor um, from Spiral, um, Moneyball, uh, Steve Lee, um, Jason from <clears throat> OKCoin, and um, uh, Stefan uh, uh, for the recent grant that um, uh, that I got. Um, that's being like all going towards uh, the Bold Fund um, ecosystem to try to um, develop that and, and get more people into the space. Um, the grant with uh, Spiral that I was doing, research on um, yeah, the payments, privacy, and contributing to the Bitcoin design guide and stuff. Um, it helped me for a year and a half focus on something that I've wanted to do for such a long time and contribute there. Um, uh, you know, um, I was, um, like, with my design agency, um, I have been doing, like, R&D kind of projects um, uh, uh, internally, um, <laughs> using my own money and stuff. Um, I have a tendency to do that quite a bit, but, um, you know, uh, uh, it's always something kind of like on the side, right? Being able to have no strings attached, like the OKCoin okay one, like the, um, uh, like the Spiral one, no strings attached, just getting to focus down on like a specific topic and go really deep into it and not have to worry about like having to pick up a client or something like that. It is such a... Um, fortunate uh, position um, uh, to be in, and uh, like, like I'm super thankful for having that opportunity. Um, and you know, I know that there are not that many companies and organizations giving out grants and stuff. Um, there is not as much capital um, for even VCs and um, and 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 open source um, uh, uh, as other industries. Um, so. I don't necessarily know how we um, increase that amount of capital and stuff. Maybe it's through use cases um, and, um, and you know, having that kind of like, you know, unicorn Bitcoin startup. Are there any unicorn Bitcoin startups, actually? I think uh, there's, well, definitely Bitcoin companies, like a, a lot of the exchanges, the big exchanges, of course, you know, Coinbase was one of the early ones to, mm. you know, $50, million, $50 billion valuation at some point, I think. Um, but you know, if we're talking about like pure to Bitcoin or even lightning, I, I think, I think someone like strike would be pretty close. They, mm-hmm. I think they raised 80 or 90 million, uh, just recently, you know, if they sold 10% of the company, that's, that's almost unicorn territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine lightning labs is probably pretty close as well. I think they raised 75 million uh, a while ago. Yeah. Zebedee recently raised, uh, how much? Was they that, raised like? 35 recently. 35 yeah. Recently. So, so that puts them probably in. You know, 300, 400, 500 million territory. Yeah. And, and Blockstream, um, Blockstream raised 
200 somebody recently raised 200 oh interesting i didn't know about the blockstream one mm-hmm. um yeah so it seems like there's a number of companies that are on the cusp of that unicorn status mm-hmm. um but but i wonder like with specifically with grants like i i came into the bitcoin ecosystem and i i first heard about grants the idea of grants through bitcoin like i, I didn't even know what a grant was prior to entering the Bitcoin space. And I wonder, is that, do you think that's the right funding model for a lot of these projects? Um, is it the right funding model? I think we just need a diversity of funding models. And the reason why I brought up the unicorn um, question and stuff is like that is because, again, it's probably going to go in um, same in line with um, uh, my answer about like uh, uh, the allocation of um, uh, people and, mm. and, and their time. It's, um, you know, we just need more money. <laughs> you know, we need more money right. into the space. Um, uh, 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 I know there's like, um, yeah, like a few projects that I know that have been trying to like raise some money and stuff. Um, and it's been difficult. Um, even for us, it's been kind of difficult because we don't have a business model. <laughs> right. We have no business model. Um, so we kind of have to rely on, um, things like grants or, or whatever, or, I'm going to have to go back to my day job, you know, um, doing design consulting. Um, so, um, I mean, a grant allows you to focus in for a period of time. Of course, it's like there's risks, perhaps, uh, you know, um, you know, something doesn't get delivered or whatever the person who receives it doesn't, um, uh, do what they said or whatever, um, a life can happen. But um, but I think it's a good um, I think it's a good model um, and it is very helpful. Uh, I know BTC Pay Server um, is only is, is mainly they have a great community, but um, the people there are putting in a lot of time building some fantastic software, and uh, uh, that's grant based stuff. Um, there's also bounties, right? So um, if there are some people that grants don't necessarily work for, also, right? Because if you don't want to do such a big commitment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, maybe a bounty works for you. Right. You know, uh, you know, um, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, you could do bounties, this grant. Um, uh, what other mechanisms are there? I think well, then there's like the VC approach and there's like, you know, mm. business mo- building a business model and like the, there's, yeah, probably a handful of different uh, approaches someone could take. Um, I guess if you were to, if you were to give a piece of advice for someone who wants to build, is curious and interested in Bitcoin, and is listening to this show saying I want to contribute, um, how do they approach the task of getting a grant or finding bounties? What What are your kind of like learnings having gone through that process yourself? Um. I think uh, I think you need to put um, uh, like do the proof of work, effectively. Like before before I got my grant um, with Square, um, I was already working on um, these things, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah, it's it's all proof of work. We're on the you know <laughs> only true decentralized proof of work chain. So you know it's all about proof of work here. Um, right. And if you do your proof of work. Um, you integrate with the communities. You start contributing and stuff like that. Um, you show that you're committed. Then your likelihood of getting a grant is higher, right? 
if you just show up and say like, hey, I want a grant. Um, I haven't done anything yet. Um, then you're most likely not going to get it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but if you show that you're committed to the community and uh, with like 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 with or project or whatever it is um, that you're doing that you're committed to it that you're in for the long run, then um, you know you could do a proposal and um, and 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 get through that way. Um, for things like bounties, there's several projects like um, like Albi, getalbi.com. Um, there's Breeze, Breeze Technology. There's Wasabi. Um, who else? Uh, Ellen Bits. I think all of them do like have bounty programs. Um, Blue Wallet as well has some bounty programs. So basically, check up any of those like wallets. Um, uh, 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 they might have some bounty programs for, in which you can like take some work. I know Wasabi. Some years ago, they did like a um, design, um, like yeah, some artwork competition and stuff. So this was kind of cool. Um, and also, I'm gonna. Show Legends of Lightning. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, so Legends of Lightning. If you want to show off your proof of work, right? If you want to like link up with some um, other people to learn from them, um, it, it's always fun to learn with other people, um, to build with other people. Great products, great projects get built by teams, not by just a single individual. I guess, well, even Bitcoin, right? You know, it might have been sparked by one person, but, you know, it wouldn't exist like it is today without a community, right? Right. Um, you know, and people working together, you know, fixing things and, and, and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, uh, uh, makers.bolt.fun. And what we are trying to do, we have this, like, global hackathon in which you can kind of, like, show off... Um, uh, like, sorry, um, you could uh, link up with like other people um, uh, in the community to build something. And there's like th- about three Bitcoin in prizes. Um, the top prize is one Bitcoin, which again. Oh, nice. I, I, I'm like, can we participate? <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> I was asking if I could participate. But there's uh, one Bitcoin as the grand prize. There's two runners up, which get 0.5 each. Um, and then uh, for the two tracks, you can, um, uh, there's like uh, 5,000, 2, 5, and um, 1 something uh, for, mm-hmm. for second and third. And then there's a design award that you can also get. So you can be stacking a lot of sets um, right. for, uh, well, you can be stacking Bitcoin, essentially. You could st- literally stack Bitcoin <laughs> there. Um, and that could be like like a good few months or um, a year funding uh, for your project or whatever. And um, and along the way, you get to like learn about the tech. You get to learn about um, you know how to build. You get to meet other people. Um, we're having like actually right now. There's a talk on Taro, introducing Taro um, from Lightning Labs. Uh, that's uh, that's being presented. There's a there's a whole uh, a series uh, tokens on um, tokens on Lightning. Um, we have also um, community banking and setting up your circular economy. Um, uh, Voltage just announced that they're doing some uh, events as well and providing some resources there. Um, so yeah, it's a, I think it's a good way to get into the industry, um, especially if you um, are interested, you've been on the sidelines kind of watching. And also we have this Bitcoin Designathon, right? Which is like a design 
like a design kind of like a, let's call it like a program competition kind of thing that's happening within the Bitcoin design community that's connected to the Legends of Lightning tournament. So you can start off this like seven days though, or maybe by the time this goes out, it will only be a few days. But um, uh, basically you're able to um, just focus on the design part um, in the initial part of the, um, the, the Legends of Lightning tournament through the designathon, and then you transition that design into like something functional. Um, right. You know. Very cool. Um, I want to finish this off with uh, a segment I do at the end of every show called the lightning round. Okay. Are you ready? Let's go. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Stackwork. Stackwork is a lightning powered platform that generates high quality transcripts from all of your audio or video content. Uh, they combine AI engines and hundreds of human workers all over the world who are paid over the Lightning Network to assemble these transcripts. And that's what lets Stackwork create better, faster, and less expensive transcripts than anyone else. I've used Stackwork to transcribe all of my episodes on my personal website. You can check that out. Uh, I just get the Stackwork file copy, paste, and go. No additional editing required. If you want to learn more about Stackwork, you can visit stackwork.com. That is S-T-A-K work.com. I'm going to put you on the spot here with this one. What is the best designed app in the Bitcoin ecosystem today? Mm, I like Pine. You like what? Pine. How do you spell it? P-I-N-E. I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah, exactly. It's a, what, what is it? It's a Lightning Wallet. Um, it has some contact-based stuff. It's a, it's a bit old. Um, uh, uh, I think it's still doing like on-chain related things, but I just love the um, the design patterns and stuff that they've introduced in it. Um, it's a mobile wallet. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll check it yeah. out. Yeah. Um, are there any uh, are there any books that have meaningfully changed your view of the world? Mm. Books that have changed in the world. Uh, I don't read too much books. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm more of like deep into like research papers, but um, or any research papers. Those count too. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Anon anonymity enjoys company. <laughs> What's that? Anonymity and um. Yeah, anonymity enjoys company. I think that's what it's called. It's a paper. Um, uh, nothing was sent to me uh, a couple of years ago, and um, it like really helped form my idea about like um, privacy and, and stuff like this. Okay, I'll check it out. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, if you could only hold one asset for the next decade, and it could not be Bitcoin, what would you hold? Oh damn! Um, <laughs> you thought that was gonna be an easy question. Yeah, I you okay. were ready to say Bitcoin. <laughs> damn you, Kevin. <laughs> um, oh, I think I think just like I guess property, land, real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 quite interested these days to to get um like some bold fund hub spaces and stuff uh, uh set up. So um yeah, very cool. Uh, and then finally, uh, if you can give a shout out to one builder in the Bitcoin Lightning space, someone you admire, someone you think is doing great work, 
you get to choose. Who do you want to shout out? I'm going to give a shout out to Ed Pratt. Um, he's uh, making all of this happen um, with Bold Fund, doing all the operations and stuff. And I couldn't do it without him. So, um, yeah, uh, he's the designer. Um, he's also um, taking up some uh, roles on operations and uh, product management and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, I have to give him a shout out there. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, where can listeners go to learn more about Bolt.fun and Legends of Lightning? Makers.bolt.fun. That's it. And we say there, we want to do things together and we want to make it fun uh, because fun means it's accessible. Fun means it's enjoyable. Fun means it's friendly. And um, fun is on the, also mandatory because it's in the name. <laughs> Love it. Thanks again for the time, and I hope we can do it again soon. Take care. Thanks so much for having me. In the last seven days, you guys sent in 6,305 sats. That came in from 28 different supporters. We'll run through the top five real quick. Pablo F7Z sent in 2,250 sats. Stemar42 sent in 903. Lunatic Coin sent in 300. Bitcoin Base sent in 265. And an anonymous user at Castomatic sent in 258. He had a bunch of comments as well. Let's run through those. Uh, first is V4V and a heart emoji on Adam Curry's episode, episode 23. Um, we have Rad Vladdy who sent in 123 sats and wanted to explore all the different ideas that James Andrew talked about. It's a very long comment. I'm going to summarize uh, talking about frame compute prepaid gift cards using Synonym and Hole Punch. Um, there's a lot in there. If you want to check out the full comment, you can click on the episode in Fountain and you'll be able to see the boost. Uh, JDAKK says, love the podcast. Keep going. Agree with the Lightning community is amazing. Uh, thank you. Uh, that means a lot. And I will definitely keep the episodes coming. Uh, I've got three or four coming out in pretty fast sequence coming up here. Um, Peanut Butter Life says, love this show. Pacific Northwest sends a heart emoji. South Korea LN says, Google login, come on. Even as someone who seems to like to dabble with shit coins, you can do better than that. Interesting episode though, thanks. By the way, if you're into tarot, have a look at RGB too. Probably way ahead in terms of development, uh, in terms of the whole client side validation idea both are targeting. I will definitely look at RGB. Thank you for the comment, uh, South Korea LN. Um, I haven't had anyone from RGB on, uh, and I, frankly, I need to know more about how it works to make any educated uh, comments on it. Uh, Sam Sethi says, loving this show, Kevin, and an anonymous user says, nice one, all on episode 73 with James Andrew. Can't wait to see what you guys send in this week and keep an eye out for some more episodes coming up soon.